The Sports Scouting Report with Lee Brickeen. Brought to you by Medines Collision Center in Baton Rouge. Take control, choose Medines. Gross Savant Lodge, south of Lake Charles, the true sportsman's paradise. Treads and Care Company in Central, the tires you need, the service you want. Harvey Auto in Shreveport, Bossier City, the name you have trusted for years. And Gage in Baton Rouge, get better connected with Gage. Here's your host, Lieber King. Hi everyone, Lee Burkine with the Sports Scouting Report podcast. We're at the Julio Brothers Italian Restaurant on Perkins Road, about a mile from Acadian, and right skipping hop from LSU. We've got a great guest today, a former LSU Tiger, walked on to LSU from New Orleans, Louisiana. He's now a successful attorney in New Orleans. Carlos Hornbrook is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about NIL and taxes that go along with it, and See if he can share some stories about his LSU days back in the day in the 80s with Bill Onsbarger and, and that crew. We'll be right back. Listen, whatever you're driving right now, Tommy Harvey wants it. Bring it in to Harvey Subaru, Lexus of Shreveport, Bossier City, or John Harvey Toyota. They're paying big bucks for all trades right now. They'll cut you a check right there. Tell them Lee sent you. What does a bug man do? Not only do we do pest control, we do odor control, bat removal, moisture control, rodents, and of course, bed bug control. Give the bug man a call. We get them before they get you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Lee Burkeen, your host of Sports Scouting Report podcast. Uh, go to wherever you get your podcast. We're on Podbean, but you can go to iHeartRadio. You can go to any Google Play, any of them. We're on several of them. Also, go to Twitter, our website, lafootballmagazine.com. You can go to Instagram, which we just started, and also YouTube. So go to YouTube, subscribe for free, hit the bell, be one of our subscribers. Uh, I'm really proud today to have a former LSU Tiger join us, Carlos Hornbrook, who's a New Orleans native, uh, went to De La Salle High School, walked on to LSU back in a phenomenal era of football at LSU, not Onsbarger, uh, Jerry Stovall. Um, Jerry Stovall, West Monroe native, was the head coach. And I'm thinking 82, Alan Rischer, Dalton Hilliard, Gary James, Leonard Marshall, um, Tim Joyner, Eugene Daniel, Malcolm Scott. I mean, that was a heck of a football team. James Britt. James Britt. Um, Lifford, I mean, I mean, there's so many yeah, good Lifford players. Hobley Lifford Hobley. Yeah. yeah. Lifford Carlos, thank you. All right. What a team. Oh, I think. Uh, you got the experience. Uh, 40, I think, four, uh, that whole team, 45 guys played pro football. Unbelievable. And uh, in our defense, I think all 22 played pro ball. Which is unheard of, you know. Usually, you get three or four guys. Right. right. We get that many to play pro. That was a very stacked team. The, uh, you know, I think Dalton Hilliard was a freshman that year, right? Right. Uh, Gary James. Yeah. It's a funny story. Dalton was the last scholarship given. Mm. So when we when we came the you know the work in the fall you know the workouts to the two days, uh, Dalton was on the scout team, and. Gary James was the, the you know the main back, so uh, I guess it got a little too warm for Gary, and he pulled the did the pull. I got my hamstring, <laughs> so Dalton was doing well. They moved him, 
to the first team, saw his talent, and Gary's hamstring healed in two days. <laughs> so, but look, it worked out. That you know, they had the Dalton James gang. They yeah. uh, they helped us turn around. You know, we were we didn't do too well my junior year and our senior year. We turned everything around, and we we had a great team that year. And that was the same running back class that had Gil Finnery. Oh yeah, Gene Lang. Gene Lang, and uh, who played a lot of receiver. Eric Martin. Eric Martin. Uh, Herman Fontenot. You know, Malcolm Scott. Oscar Joyner had signed yeah, yeah, yeah. in that group. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Carl Bernard. Carl you know, Bernard, he, yeah. He, uh, he, you know, he, he was there, and then he transferred to Southwest, but he played for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So all, we, like I said, it was just a stock team. I, I wanted to mention this, Carlos. All five running backs played in the NFL, and the only one that didn't was Oscar because he got hurt. Right. His career was over. But four of the five like. You don't see five sign anymore in one class. Right. No, it, like I said, like I told you earlier, I was just lucky to even be on that team. I, I want to mention, because there's a lot of parents that watch and a lot of high school coaches and kids, you walked on. Tell everybody, let's go back. Carlos, you're at De La Salle High School. When are you thinking in your head, I'm going to go to LSU and walk on and play for Jerry Stovall? Well, the uh, basically, you know, LSU is the place to go. Yeah. You know, uh, and and uh, I, I came up. My, I had some f friends that were already up here, and they and, and again, I'm an inner city kid from New Orleans. I n never left the city, and they t they take me up to Baton Rouge, and it's South Seas going on, and this is where all the fraternities have a big party, and they try to make it look like you know they're you know, in the South Sea. They got you know you know it's, it's just a fun time. They 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 don't have it anymore, but I was in awe. I'm going, oh my God, sold, what is this place? Sold, yeah. and, and then I just made up my mind, I'm coming to LSU. And then not knowing any better how, you know, talented that team was, you know, I, you know, I walk on and uh, I'm glad I did because it's probably one of the best things I did in my entire life. Most of my good friends are still guys from that team. So uh, that's one thing I'm really grateful for is the friendships I built. And you got the experience in Nebraska Orange Bowl, um, that same year, beating Alabama in Alabama yeah. with Bear Bryant. Yeah. Now, the secret to that was a lot of people don't know this, is that we had a transfer from uh, John Curtis, Don Donnie Davis, who had played the Al Alabama the following year. Okay, so he transferred over, and he told us, you know, while we're doing the scout team, he goes, uh, you know, they 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 audible when they do their audibles. They still have the same audibles. <laughs> so I got Coach Hemphill over, told him, and they took Donnie Davis over. And every time in that game, when Walter Lewis, if you look at the film, every time he audible, the defense shifted. They knew. Oh, yeah. They shifted to where the play was going. Yeah. So, you know, even though we had a great team, that, but that, that helped. So, you know, Donnie Davis should get got a game ball. But... They, that, that, that was such a bad beatdown on Alabama that the whole defense made AP Player of the Week. It's incredible. Uh, I remember going to the airport. You remember this, Carlos? When y'all got back, there was thousands. Of oh fans yeah, yeah. It's a big line at I mean, the gate. Yeah, yeah. You thought the national championship yeah, right. was, was playing. Yeah. And then the, afterwards, I mean, it was just a big old party, you know, in Baton Rouge. It's like New Year, ten New Year's Eve rolled into one. That '82 team. I think, I know the 19 team was the greatest ever with Burrow, but I think talent-wise, the, the 82 team was the most talented team ever. 
I mean, it was incredible, uh, especially to, to, defensively. To this day, they say that's probably the most it's talented, but also probably one of the strongest teams that LSU had. Ramsey, Dardar, and we could go on and on. We yeah, Leonard Marshall, Bill Elko, Lawrence Williams, Albert Richardson. You had uh, Greg Bowser. Uh, Jeffrey Dale. Jeffrey Dale. You know, the James Britt. I mean, it was just on, on and on, on and, and on. And then you had the great Malcolm Scott from St. Aug at tight end. Tight, and yeah, and, and who, you know, you know, had a, you know, his, you know, rookie season he did. I mean, breakout, breakout yeah. season. So, uh, and I, I saw Malcolm the other day uh, in New Orleans. He's doing okay. That's good, good. And, and also, I want to mention this. One thing that that I remember in my brain that year is the oranges in Florida State. Right. The few times LSU beat Bobby Bowden and that catch by Eric Martin from Alan Risher in stride for like 60-something yards. And then the orange is just, it's yeah. like an orange tree fell in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, you had, uh, you had like orange peels in your face mask and all that. So, I mean, people were like ducking and, uh, and, uh, and, and going in, because they, they, those things were going, coming fast at us. I think Will Clark could have hit one of those oranges out the Could have hit one of those, he would have saw it, it looked yeah. like a beach ball. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to have more with Carlos. We're going to talk about NIL, and he's a tax attorney, and he knows a lot about what's going on. He's actually he's going to have something published really soon. I'm going to let him talk about that. Um, we'll be right back with much more on the Sports Scouting Report. Grosavon Lodge, the true sportsman's paradise. Grosavon Lodge has fresh and saltwater fishing, alligator hunting, waterfowl hunting, and echo tours. Located south of Lake Charles, Louisiana, give them a call at 337-598-2357. That number to call again is 337-598-2357 and have the time of your life. Listen, whatever you're driving right now, Tommy Harvey wants it. Bring it in to Harvey Subaru, Lexus of Shreveport, Bossier City, or John Harvey Toyota. They're paying big bucks for all trades right now. They'll cut you a check right there. Tell them Lee sent you. Welcome back. Lee Burkeen, your host of Sports Scouting Report Podcast. We've got Carlos Hornbrook with us, the former LSU walk-on linebacker, graduate 82 LSU, played under Jerry Stovall. And De LaSalle grad 1978. Yep. So, as a matter of fact, I saw one of my high school teammates uh, walking down Poitras Street yesterday. And, he, like, you know, it's just a fine line on walking on because guys I played football with at Dill Sound and other guys throughout the city could have played college football if yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. And that's the key. I want to, since you brought that up, Carlos, um, I want to continue that. I've talked to a lot of dads in my lifetime just going to a practice randomly or yet a game and I'm scouting and I know this coach or I know that coach or this guy and I'm like, you meet the dad and the dad's like, well, how does this work? That's the first question. How do, how do, who do we call? How do we do it? And you say, look, does your son really want to play ball? If so, call this guy. Right. And then this is how you need to work it and, and get a tape ready. And back when you played, you didn't even have to have a tape. Right. Back then, yeah, back then you had like 100 walk-ons come out. And, and out the 100 of our group, which is another, especially being with you know, these kind of t teams, like nine of those guys, nine of those guys got scholarships. You know, you yeah. got uh, guys like Daryl Day. I mean, persistent. You know, and and, and that you, that could play. That you know that did get to play. You got Keith Melanson, the assistant AD right now, Verge Osbury. Yeah, Ver, I mean Verge, but he wasn't on our. He, he, right, later he, on. Later on. 
but uh, you got Keith Milan, you know, Milanstone became a doctor, passed away. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, you had about eight guys get college scholarships uh, from that group, which is amazing. And but you basically you have to want to play because. And I bet you it's probably harder now because of the limit yeah. of walk-ons. But you, basically what you have to do is you, you get your um, high school coach to write, send you a letter of recommendation. They would look at it. Then they would let you know if you could walk on. And, and after that is this. You're fighting just to get on the scout team. Right. Or else, right. you know, you're just standing around at practice just looking and then, and then, fortunately for me, um, and you know the, the guys that did get, you know, like Daryl and all, they, you know, we we were lucky enough to get on the scout team at the start, and we, and, and it was a loaded scout team because we had a lot of guys that uh, were redshirted, that uh, that ended up playing doing you know that Orange Bowl year yeah. really doing well, but they a lot of them were on a scout team with us where the, the that year you know my junior year we didn't I think we finished three and eight or whatever we're really dominating the varsity um, the, the first team offense wow in practice in, yeah. in practice getting, getting them ready scout squad yeah, well, the, scout just, team yeah but, you know yeah but you had Archie Sutton guys like that that ended up playing real well Archie I think played in the, in the, in the pros too but yeah. that scout team my junior was dominating the first team offense. But, but kids today get so caught up in the social media if they don't get an offer and they don't sign, they might just give up. But don't give up because a lot of guys don't realize if you have good grades and you got a good ACT and a good GPA now, well, that's carrying the team right now. That, that, well, that was another reason I think. Two reasons I think where, I, like I said, I was lucky to be on that team. Uh, but one of the reasons was one, they saw I was going to graduate. That at, and two, I kept we kept the team loose, uh, and by keeping the team loose, we, you know, we, we you know we, we do you know do things to, like uh, for instance is they had a guy Bob Barrett, his dad was coming to the game and he was fretting about dressing out. Now back in the day, they had those little clip things, you know, and you you clip the name of the player. Yeah. So on LSU for LSU, you had about twelve deep. On, at each position. Locker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so what we did was we got into the coach's office, took his name, put him up num at number five, and they didn't even notice. He made the dress-out team. <laughs> Finagle. No, Finagle. no, but but everybody. Yeah. But the, the whole but the thing was the whole team was in on it. <laughs> right. All right. right. Even you know right. even the, you know the guy that got bumped didn't care because <laughs> you know he was going to dress out the following week. Right. And but you know but that's how you know, nobody noticed they, his name was on that the top yeah. five and he got to dress out. So you know and then you know we would, would also do is on Fridays we'd have practice and it would just be helmets only and then we would just write on the billboard on, on the on the chalkboard full pads and so there'd be some guys that had late classes would come still and they would still wouldn't right. catch the joke they would come dressed in full pads they, everybody's in they just listen they read it yeah um speaking of walk-ons uh they're getting nil money now oh. so we'll go ahead and start yeah. in that yeah. but you yeah. know you're you're yeah. a tax attorney yeah um you started off in um investments right you can't yeah. get out of college but now you know the ins and outs. Tell everybody about, because you, you told me you got asked so many times by friends. Yeah, the guys that you know are co you know guys are friends of mine that are coaching. Uh, you know, Buddy Nix who was a coach. He was a general manager of Buffalo Bills. You know, you know, asking what is this NIL? And and there is a lot. 
to this NIL. It's not just these athletes getting money. There's tax consequences, which I don't think is being addressed. And eventually, I think that if there's any way that college football implodes, it, it will be because of taxes. Because, or you know, are the athletes paying their taxes? What are they doing? You know, because there's so many moving parts. Like uh, they got the FICA, uh, self-employment tax. You got to worry about. Uh, are they uh, kitty tax? Uh, do, do they have to, um, or does a parent, can the parent still write the child off? You know, there's a lot of moving parts, and things are changing so fast that this paper is probably obsolete now. Because uh, here's a good example: the University of Florida is considering now making full-time student, making these college athletes full-time employees. Gosh. All right, but what that does, it will help them with the self-employment tax and be able to put in um, and put into a 401k plan where right now they can't. So there's really a lot of moving parts, financial planning and, 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 and things that are involved that are just just being just, you know, just going right, yeah. you know, skim through. Yeah. And these are a lot of complicated issues that could, could cause problems. And Carlos, you were raised by a single mom. Correct. And you didn't grow up learning taxes on, you know, if you got paid back in the day. No, I mean, if, if somebody would have gave me $12,000, you know, I probably gave some to my mom. Yeah. And probably would have spent the rest. But then, come April, you know, and I asked a couple of players this, LSU players, I go, what happens if you don't have money to pay your taxes? Now, uh, one one uh, one player and his father was there, you know, sitting. And his father, you know, ex teammate of mine, he looks at his dad. He goes, "I'll get my dad to pay for it." Mm. I go, "All well and good, but what happens if you're, you're you know, I, if I would have gone at the time and asked my mom, can you give me five thousand dollars to pay my taxes?" She she wouldn't have had it, and that's a lot of certain situation for a lot of these players now. And what do you do when you don't when you're in trouble with the IRS? You ignore. You ignore the letters, and you don't pay the taxes. So just imagine you're playing, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're getting all these letters from the IRS mm -hmm. saying that if you don't pay, or you're, and then the, the, believe it or not, the state, Louisiana State Revenue Department is a lot harder than the IRS. Mm. So you get all this on your mind. How are you going to be able to play the game? What if, uh, what if players start, you know, they, they start cracking down? And you get a, you know, a felony, a misdemeanor. Uh, what happens to their record? You know, uh, what, what, what happens to your team? We're going to take a break when we come back. Those are some great points, Carlos, to make mom and dads and people just kind of wake up and think about this. Uh, save some money. Uh, know your percentage. We'll be back. We're going to talk more about uh, what he wrote, Carlos wrote, and a lot of great points about uh, advice to parents and, and, and coaches. Coaches are, uh, Carlos asked a coach the other day, we won't say who it was, but we asked a coach, uh, is that in place for the college? And some of these coaches are trying to figure it out. Right. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. What does that bug man do? Not only do we do pest control, we do odor control, bat removal, moisture control, rodents, and of course, bed bug control. Give the bug man a call. We get them before they get you. Grosavon Lodge, the true sportsman's paradise. Grosavon Lodge has fresh and saltwater fishing, alligator hunting, waterfowl hunting, and echo tours located south of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Give them a call at 337 
597-598-2357. That number to call again is 337-598-2357 and have the time of your life. Welcome back, Lieber Keen here with Carlos Harnbrook, who's a great guy, tax attorney in New Orleans, former LSU football player, uh, walked on and has really been successful uh, in business and, uh, and a great tiger, loves LSU to this day, and you can tell with the tie. That's it. It's purple. Hey, Not I, green, it's purple. I tell you what, if it wasn't for LSU football, all right, I wouldn't be where I am today because I, you know, out of college, I, you know, I became, you know, selling insurance and investments, and most of my clients were my teammates' parents. They, that gave me a shot. And, you know, yeah. if I, if, like I said, I owe LSU football a lot. And education means a lot, and uh, LSU's right. been was big for Carlos. So I want to mention we're at DeGiulio's Italian Brothers Restaurant here on Perkins Road by LSU, close to, um, not far from Acadian, a great, great homemade food and great brunch on Sunday if you're ever in Baton Rouge from 10.30 to 2. You can get the regular menu and the brunch, which I like. You can get either or. Today we had a pizza come out. I don't know, Carlos, hopefully if there's any left, he's going to get some pizza. Uh, great homemade pizza. They got five cheese pizza here too, wow. which is incredible. Um, getting back to NIL, uh, Carlos, you had mentioned in the break some of the things that can happen to you if you don't pay your taxes, depending on the state, some states you can lose your license. Your driver's license, you know, yeah. uh, and you know, and that can start another litany of problems down the road. You know, driving without a license, and and, and just things will start piling up, and that's what you want to avoid. Uh, and then here's a another thing that happens is, and I want to use this is happening right now at East Tennessee East Tennessee State University. They they were supposed to have 11 starters come back. For, for this year. Guess how many are coming back? Zero? Zero. They all sign NIL deals with Division One schools. Mm. So what happens to that coach? You know, what happens to your program? You know, so I think in where, you know, I think the walk, you know, helping develop a walk-on program, if you look at, a, at scholarships that are given out, and you look how many scholarship players are left after four years, maybe half are gone, transferred yeah. out. Yeah. So you can't win like that. Yeah, and I want to mention this. What if, how would have LSU would have done it back in the day with 100 walk-ons NIL money? <laughs> <We each laughs> Today it's like 30. Yeah, we each, we each probably would have got the same thing, uh, $5 after a game <laughs> and a ham sandwich. <laughs> how, back in the day. How do you split that up? You yeah, know? I mean, 100? Yeah. I mean, but I think you know, that, that also enhances you, your walk-on program where you know, maybe where a guy like me might have not have gotten a chance because yeah. you, know, you might hit what they go gray shirts, right? You go up to a guy that, that's a tweener. Yeah. And you go, look, come here. You're going to get, come walk on. Not, you know, we can't pay for your school, but you're going to get $25,000. That's a good point. A year. Yeah. So that that really, you know, you can look, look at University of Nebraska when they had the great walk-on oh, program. Man, the best. You know, the, I mean, they their walk-on program produced all Americans. Now, 
heard what Coach Kelly. I heard Coach Kelly talk the other day. He said six walk-ons are getting scholarships. Yeah, yeah. Which which is an unheard amount. Including one. one's the kicker. Yeah, you know who six, came from Maryland. Yeah, yeah. You, you're going to get six six guys, six walk-ons getting scholarships, and these are the guys that are going to stick with your team for yeah. probably four or five years. And they get NIL money. Yeah, and yeah, NIL. So, so I, you know, they they got the you know you know being a walk-on. You know, you, you remember you have to want to play the game. Yeah. You have to love the game. And the main thing, it's not work. Yeah. It's just you're out there having fun. You're meeting friends. And and, and, and still for the love of the game. Carlos, I want to mention this, too, because you got a chance to play in some, be it on the team, big games with Alabama, uh, Florida, uh, obviously uh, Nebraska with Irving Fryer, Turner Gill, Dean Steinkuhler, you know, all those Tom Raffman. That was 100 NFL players that y'all played that night, uh, Nebraska, in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, Mike Rozier. Mike Rozier. Yeah. They had five first-round pick running backs. Yeah, yeah no, it, it, it was, uh, I mean, it, it was talented. Uh, you know, every team, you know, we played had great, you know, Willie, Tennessee, Willie Golf, uh, the yeah. Kid Five Vays. Uh, Reggie White. You know, uh, you know, yeah, phenomenal players. Uh, but the, the thing is, if we would have, if we would have been lucky enough, because, you know, it does have luck involved, yeah. okay? If we'd have been lucky enough to, you know, win out, we were, we were, we were going to play Herschel Walker in Georgia mm. in the Sugar Bowl for the national championship. Instead of Penn State. Uh, yeah. Instead of Penn State. Right, instead of Penn State. You know, because at the time, I think when we lost to Mississippi State, we were number five in the country. And then two teams were going to play each other down the road, and that probably would have put us at number three going into the Sugar Bowl. And then Georgia waited 40 years to win two in a row Yeah. since that, that season. Um, anything stick out? Any stories you'd like to share, LSU, LSU days with, with your teammates? Any teammate stories you'd like to, to share? Well, it, it was, the, the, the beautiful part about this is that we were all friends, basically. Uh, you know, it didn't matter black, white, whatever, purple, yellow. Yeah. It didn't matter. We're we're basically a team, and we're all friends. And to this day, we're very you know you know we don't see each other all the time, but we still keep in touch with each other. Yeah. And that's what stands out to me. And that's what me walking on and, and you know playing playing for LSU, but you know was a big turning point in my life. And a good example is uh, I, I got married about four years ago. I uh, brought my wife, my wife to an away game, and everybody came up to my wife and said, "Welcome to the family." She's here today. Yeah, she's here today. But you know, they telling her, you know, it meant a lot to me for them yeah. saying, "Welcome to the family." Yeah. You know, because yeah. because uh, it, it shows we are a family. We're good friends, and and that's the biggest take I, I can take from this. Real quick, because uh, I want to have a final thought about NIL, but promote your client here, Tremont Shorts, who played. Oh, Oh, yeah. You say he's in the Canadian League. Canadian League playing uh, offensive guard, uh, starting for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, and he didn't start at LSU, but he is, he is a great, strong player. Like, like earlier today with Will Clark and them were saying that, you know, you got God-given talents, yeah. all right? He, he is a strong individual. Big guy. Yeah, but the main, strong. Strong, yeah. So he can, you know, when you get to that level, you have to be strong. Carlos, final thoughts to parents and coaches for NIL. And it's moving, it's moving. NIL, make sure, okay, education. 
like Will Clark said earlier when he played pro baseball, and this and this happens to pro football players, and it's going to happen to college players. You're going to be you're going to have to file eight or nine, ten separate tax returns for the diff, for the different jurisdictions you play in. So it's be, you know it's become that the parents need to get educated. The players or the athletes need to get educated because if you don't get educated, you're going to end up in trouble. And it's a type of trouble you don't want to get in because then you have to hire a guy like me to get you out of trouble. And I charge $550 an hour. And you don't want, you don't want that and you don't need that. You know, and, and, and what's important is to get good advice. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't, you know, interview people and make, make sure you have a financial team because you want that money to be there for generations to come. Because the type of money some of these players are getting, in, in an example in my article, if a player at 18 would invest $5,000 in a retirement plan, at age 65, he would have five hundred. And twenty-seven thousand dollars. So, how many how many players right now on my team? Which you know we would have invested that money in 80, yeah. 81, where we're using these because you have to go backwards on these yeah. projections. Would 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 want to say, oh, I have five hundred thousand dollars coming to me next year. Yeah. You know, that's what that's why this is important. Take advantage of something that is being you know given to you, and turn it into a, you know where it becomes generational. Yeah. Where you know later on your children will keep better off. Yeah, Carlos, thanks for joining us. Same here. Appreciate it from coming all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana, and appreciate you being a part of our show. Yeah, well, uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you. I, I'm a big fan. I watch. I watch your show, and I Thank and, you. and once you know you give me the opportunity to come on here was like a bucket list for me. Okay. <laughs> all right. It. All right. I know it's not like going to France. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Appreciate it. That was uh, Carlos Harmbrook, who's actually going on vacation uh, this year. I need one. I need one. I need about a month. But uh, enjoy interviewing Carlos. Earlier we had Bill Daly and uh, Will Clark on our show earlier, and then uh, this is going to be played this week. Appreciate it. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening to the Sports Scouting Report podcast with Lee Brookings.